Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Challenges. It's one of the things that I hear the most about when I go around and talk to the veterans. Problems. Veteran homelessness, which is an issue that you have to deal with. Issues. Dramatic cuts to social safety net programs. It's not about how we react to them. It's about how we deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Welcome to another episode of Deal With It. I'm Caitlin Kenny. I recently spoke to Richard Bonk, a mindfulness coach who is leading veteran-only sessions via telephone call for Cigna's new Mindfulness for Vets program. I started the interview by asking him to describe what mindfulness is. I thought a definition that's promoted by John Kabat-Zinn, who's the founder of Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction here in the States, uh, who's been working with us for 40 years and has helped to bring this into academic and medical situations. He defines mindfulness as paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally, as if your life depends on it. So a big aspect of mindfulness is cultivating present moment awareness. It helps us to become more aware of what's going on for us emotionally, physically, mentally, helps us to be more present in our lives. And also an important part of it equally important, if not more so, is that uh, we also are learning self-acceptance. We're practicing self-acceptance as well as how to take care of ourselves best. So both are both aspects of mindfulness are really important. And so what would a veteran expect when they uh, join one of these sessions? When they call in and, and it starts kind of what, what can they expect? What, what are some of the exercises that you, you go through? Yeah, so at, at first we may, because people are coming and going, we may not have the same people all the time. We do a general introduction about what mindfulness is, how it can be helpful, some disclaimers, you know, like we want to make sure that people feel comfortable, that um, uh, it's not something that requires special skills that anybody can learn. Um, and that you can absolutely not fail at this. And so uh, a a general welcoming introduction, and then we transition from that into uh, a couple of guided experiences. And one, the first guided experience is pretty much the same each time. It's learning basic breathing exercises as well as basic mindfulness exercises because we want to encourage people to establish a routine to develop a practice, something that's familiar each time. Very simple, anybody can do. And it's connecting with the body through the breath and and developing some basic um, awareness skills. And then we transition to a longer experience, which we try to rotate every every week or so. Uh, and it, that experience is that could be between uh, ten and fifteen to twenty minutes long. And well, we do things like uh, working with the body, body scans. We do. Uh, we may have another session working with difficult emotions. We may have one that's cultivating gratitude and self-acceptance. 
So it's a combination of something that's that's um, pretty much the same each time and something that's a little bit different. So you can expand and deepen your skills. Um, and then we open it up um, for the last third of the session or so for questions and answers that people want to share. And importantly, we encourage interaction. So the hope is that there'll be other veterans on the line who are experiencing similar challenges, may have suggestions, uh, give feedback about the experience, what works and what doesn't work. Um, so it's, uh, it's basically broken into those three sections, introduction, experience, and uh, interaction. Great. And so for this um, program, it's just for vets. So the only people who are, would be on the call are other veterans? Yes, it, it's specific to the veterans community, and that's, that's very important. Um, we do have other mindfulness sessions that we welcome uh, caregivers of veterans and other people from other um, populations into, but this one is specifically for the veterans community. What about the issues that, that veterans face that mindfulness would, would really help? Uh, well, it's, it's been shown now there's like 40 years of research, there's thousands of studies that mindfulness is, is helpful for managing chronic pain, it's, it's helpful for managing um, mental health and behavioral conditions such as depression, anxiety, it's, help, it's helpful for um, managing symptoms of various um, medical conditions, it's helpful in treating substance abuse, uh, and particularly like uh, opioid abuse. So all of those things, or many of those situations, the veterans are actually at, have higher incidences than the, than, the, than the general population. And so mindfulness being helpful for the general population, those, it can be translated to something more specific for veterans, like chronic pain, PTSD, substance abuse, uh, and general health and well-being one had to take care of oneself. And how long has this uh, mindfulness program been going on with Cigna? With Cigna for the, the mindfulness for veterans is we're actually just starting it now. So it's been, uh, we've been doing it for a few weeks. Um, we've been doing other mindfulness programs for longer periods. And I personally have been working with mindfulness um, both professionally and personally for 40 some years now. But for Cigna, we're just rolling it out now. And um, for the, the couple of sessions that you've had, what, what do you, how do you feel like the response has been for the people who have participated? Well, to tell you the truth, like I said, we're just rolling it out now. and We haven't had a lot of people show up yet. But in the, in, in the other mindfulness sessions that we've been offering, the response is, is very positive. I mean, people are, fe are feeling that they're able to manage conditions that they may be struggling with because of chronic pain and have resorted to um, substance abuse and other types of uh, coping mechanisms that may not be so healthy. So we're, we're in the process of taking what we you know works for the general population and applying it specifically to veterans. And like I said, I, I actually, I worked with veterans at the VA directly uh, for seven years. And at the VA, we did some yoga and mindfulness for veterans for pain management and as well as um, substance abuse. So I have some direct experience in working with 
with the veterans face-to-face, this is a little bit different because it's telephonic. Uh, and I think that, uh, that there's pros and cons to both face-to-face and the telephonic. This telephonic offers um, the veterans an opportunity to be, uh, well, to, to encourage some anonymity. So many times in the telephonic sessions, people are willing to share in ways that they wouldn't in the face-to-face. And it also gives them the convenience that no matter where they're at, they can call in. Exactly, right. From the comfort of wherever you are with your phone. How many times would you recommend someone do this? Is this, I I see it's weekly, but would you, like, do they do this for every week for a month or just kind of like check in whenever they feel they need it? Well, that that would be an individual thing. I think the individual would, would have to get a sense of what works for them. Uh, you know, our hope is that, you know, that at least in the, for a while that they would join regularly because then you're developing a skill. And we like to think of it as, you know, developing your mind muscle. It's like going to the gym. Any kind of exercise, the more that you do it, the more benefits that you're going to see. And it's it's very similar with the mindfulness. If you do it on some with some regularity, you're going to see probably more results and, and they'll be and they'll be established. But again, it's an individual thing. It's we we're structuring it so it's a drop-in session. So when and if you have the time, you're welcome to join. Even a single session can be helpful. Mm. Um, so I think that that's something the individual um, would have to determine, and and, that, and that's something that we could certainly consult on. Okay. For so I guess like for results, what what usually for like anxiety or depression or. Um, I saw like like post traumatic stress like for for being mind, mindful of the present. What does that like um, help them with? Just not thinking about the past, or what is it about the past that like upsets them, or what, what kind of things when they yeah. walk away can they can they feel? Well, that's a good question. Actually, a pretty core question. So we're we're not you know offering it as an alternative for for therapy, although it can be a complement to that. But it. Um, it helps uh, a, a person to to be more aware of what's going on in the present, whether it's something that's going on uh, emotionally, physically, usually it's a combination of both, mentally. And so you become much more sensitive to your situation. So in, it's, it's a little bit different than what we typically do, many of us in the culture where we are experiencing some pain or discomfort we we try to medicate it or we try to run away from it or we look the other way. But with, with mindfulness, it's, it's cultivating a sense of, of um, compassion and curiosity. We turn towards it. We open, we open towards it and like, well, can, can we give it space? And often what can come out of this, and it's, it's a very safe technique, and we always give people, you know, and we, we really emphasize that do what's comfortable for you. It's, we, give, we give permission. You know, if, if a person doesn't feel comfortable doing something, they can end the experience. They can adjust in whatever way is is appropriate. But one quote that I had taken from a mindfulness teacher um, kind of um, speaks to that. It's, it's a, they say med, or, uh, mindfulness teaches us to cure what is what need not be endured and to endure what cannot be cured. So when you become more aware in the moment, you may see very clearly 
what's going on and just out of that insight, just being present with it, sometimes the situation can resolve itself. You just realize that, hey, I don't need to keep carrying this burden around. Other times, um, you become very clear as to what can be done so then you can take skillful action to um, address it. And there are certain, there, there are certain things that, can't, that we can't change. You know, there's certain things in life like um, maybe our work or other people or even things about ourselves. Um, and so another part of it is that, well, can we, instead of fighting it and stressing with that, can we learn to um, put that down? accept that, you know, and, and focus on the things that we can have some um, effect over. So it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a panacea, it's not a cure-all, but it's certainly um, for the larger population is not going to be harmful, and it often is very helpful. And like I had mentioned in the beginning, it's not only cultivating awareness, but it's practicing self-care. So it's 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 finding ways, uh, meaningful ways that we can um, feel better about ourselves and our circumstances, and uh, in a proactive way. So a big part of it is learning to let go of things that we don't need to carry anymore, and and the other part is cultivating things that can uh, can help us to feel better. And actually, the current neuroscience shows that. Um, that the brain follows the mind. In other words, if we practice a certain way of thinking, um, we actually change the brain. We can actually rewire the brain away from suffering towards happiness. And again, it's not a panacea, but what the science shows is that if we practice this, and that's why it's good to have these drop-in sessions, because we can, that people come together, the veterans come together and practice it. And what the science shows is that, um, that can actually change our physiology. It can change the brain. Mm. You also said that uh, mindfulness can help in a way with chronic pain. How how would it help with with chronic pain? Well, some of the actually some of the the foundation foundational practices around working with the body is you know a lot of people you know hear the word mindfulness. What's that? You know, it's kind of like a strange term. And so we really like to um, emphasize, like, well, working with what you have, what you're aware of, what you have access to, like the body. And, you know, many people, especially veterans, you know, are, are dealing with chronic pain. And so, again, the mindfulness can help you be aware of, of what, what, what is that? What, what's that? What's going on there? Rather than turning away from it, rather than medicating it, um, going into the body and kind of being present with exactly what's happening there. Maybe it helps you to reframe, you reframe like maybe, you know, it's not just pain, but it's a, a, a specific kind of physical discomfort in a certain area of the body, but maybe the rest of the body is not in pain, you know? And so it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, being patient, being compassionate, and also being courageous, you know, opening up to what's going on in the body. And then also some of the techniques that we work with, some of the core techniques, like working with the breath, working with the body, directly relates to ways to manage pain. Because what, the, again, the science shows, and this is even, be you know, a prior to mindfulness, is that, you know, the breath is associated with the fight-or-flight response. 
And if we engage the fight or flight response, there's going to be more pain. It's going to be more exaggerated. Um, But working with the breast, which is a a mindfulness technique, you can actually turn off that fight or flight response and engage the relaxation response. So even though, you know, there may still be areas in the body that are painful, um, it's it's shown that practicing mindfulness, we can be more accepting of, of some of that. But there's also areas that we may actually learn to to um to let go, to relax, and to release. So actually, that's a foundational element of the mindfulness is working with the body. You know, it's not a panacea, and you know, and, and we don't recommend doing this instead of like working with your doctor and and medications, etc. But it certainly can be a complement. But some people find that they're you know that they're it's able to find alternative ways of managing their pain, uh, whether it's um, physical or emotional, uh, you know, uh, as, as in, in complement with traditional therapies. Sometimes I think people in general, not just veterans, can hear, you know, mindfulness, like you said, like, what is that? Or see as meditation or, like, how would this really help? Like, what would you say to someone who's, who might be a little skeptical about at least ah. trying or or yeah. something like that? Well, again, a good question. So um, we actually invite skepticism. You know, that's actually part of the foundational element of practicing mindfulness. Bring your skeptical mind to the practice. You don't have to believe anything that 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 we say or that that's written about mindfulness. The invitation is to is to try it. See if it, it works for you. Um, it's we. I think the skeptical mind can be an important part of the process because then you're not, you're not, you're not fooling yourself. You're not forcing the situation. You're going to test it. So it, it's really important to balance um, a, a skeptical mind with an open mind, you know, so we actually invite that, you know, so really the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, you know, there's a lot, there's tons of research around it. Um, but what it really comes down to is like, well, try it, you know, let, See if it's something that could work for you. You know, give it a fair shot. It, you know, maybe maybe one experience isn't going to be enough to see if it's something that could be useful. But uh, try it. You know, and there's many ways to ad- uh, to adjust. You know, individuals will find their own way to work with it. Um, groups find their own way to work with it. And with the why we're excited about uh, one of the reasons we're excited about working with veterans is because well, this is uh, you know this is a, a unique group. You know, it's 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 a group that experiences um, like higher levels of chronic pain, substance abuse, um, PTSD, and that sort of thing. And so, our hope is that um, this is a collaborative effort. We learn as we go along from one another, from the veterans, and we can be responsive. So, a key element to mindfulness is is being responsive in a moment. So, out of mindfulness practice. Hopefully, we can respond to the needs of the individual or the group in, in the moment. So, as far, as far as us being facilitators, we're practicing mindfulness too, because there's no set way necessarily to respond to a particular situation. You know, sometimes one approach may be appropriate, and other times a very different approach. And that's, I think, the, what mindfulness brings is that if you're willing to be courageously present in the moment, um, then there's the possibility of, you know, responding 
skillfully and appropriately to that moment. What are some of your goals um, for this initiative, for this program, um, you know, maybe three, six months out? Like, what are you hoping to kind of see and get uh, from this in terms of, like, veterans? Yeah. Well, we'd like to see, part, you know, the participation levels grow, you know, more and more people taking advantage of that. Uh, we'd like to see it spread through the veterans community. Like I said, I worked at the VA, but I think the opportunity to hear with the telephonic groups, um, we can reach more people and in the convenience of their homes. And so we would like to, to have this be a, a process where we cr- uh, continue to learn and develop it so that we're more skillful, so that we can reach broader audiences, so that we can be more skillful in our uh, approach to veterans as well as the general population and not just mindfulness, but also things that are also evidence-based but related to mindfulness, like various stress management techniques. So our hope is to, is to learn, to expand its, uh, its reach and to become more effective, to learn more about the veterans community, to be more responsive to the specific needs of the veterans community. And to hopefully, you know, expand mindfulness and similar soft technologies to the greater population as well. By this point, you're probably wondering what a mindfulness session on the phone will be like. Richard was kind enough to guide me through a demonstration. And to, to begin with, just um, close your eyes. Most people do find that helpful. And check in with yourself. Notice where your attention goes right now. So as much as possible without judging, just noticing what's going on for you right now. No need to change anything. No need to judge. So noticing thoughts doesn't matter what those thoughts are. They could be planning. They could be remembering conversations. They could even be worrying. So we're not judging the thoughts. We're not trying to make them something else. We're just noticing. Same thing with emotions. And those emotions might be subtle or more obvious. They might be pleasant or unpleasant. Again, we're not judging them. We're not trying to make them something else. We're just noticing. Same thing with physical sensations arising in the body. Again, no need to judge. Those sensations might be pleasant. They might be unpleasant. They could be neutral or even painful. So we're not judging. In fact, we're giving plenty of space to physical sensations emotions, thoughts, just to arise on their own to do whatever they do naturally and to fade away. And when we practice mindfulness, usually we cultivate awareness using an object of focus, which is often the breath because we have to breathe anyway. So noticing how you're breathing now, how you're taking air into the body and how you're letting it go. So inhaling, it can help us connect with our experience as it is, thoughts, 
emotions, physical sensations. Exhaling, we can practice letting go, releasing, relaxing. So let's try that for a couple of breaths. Inhaling, opening, connecting, accepting our experience as it is right now. Exhaling, letting go, releasing, relaxing. Taking a few deep breaths in and out. No need to be perfect. The mind wanders. That's just naturally. Sometimes people think, oh, my mind races a million miles a minute. I could never meditate. Or my body is in too much pain. I could never relax. Doesn't matter. Anything that you bring or comes up can be an important part of this experience. You can absolutely not fail. Inhaling, connecting, exhaling, letting go. So thank you for participating in that. Thank you, sir, for... uh leading me through that. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Caitlin. It's a pleasure, and I, and it's an honor to um, to have Cigna offer this opportunity to our, our veterans community. It really is a, an honor and a pleasure. If you are interested in participating in the Mindfulness for Vets program by Cigna, you can call 1-888-244-6260 and enter in passcode 536435 every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time. You can visit ConnectingVets.com for our full story on Cigna's Mindfulness for Vets program. Thank you for listening to Deal With It. I'm Caitlin Kenny for ConnectingVets.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.